Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. All right. Well, Kirk, I'm really excited to have you here today to discuss your team. For everyone watching, this is Kirk Pugh, the KBT Realty Group out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Kirk, we're just really excited to have you on because, as always, I want to know what actually are you doing that's working, not working, and building a team. So before we jump into those kinds of questions, a little bit of background. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got into real estate. Give us a little of your history. Well, first, thanks for having me here. I think you and I both figured out we found the right barber for sure. Yeah, and we do. Uh, it's very good. I have slightly, yeah. I, I do debate though, going full, going the full monty <laughs> or not. I still have your ability. I just choose not to exercise my I, arms. My kids way. are like, dad, why don't you shave? And my wife is like, don't shave yet. And I honestly could care less. If my wife is happy, I'm happy. So I don't. There you go. So KBT Realty Group, we're a team based under the Keller Williams umbrella in Wilmington, North Carolina. So we're on the beach in Southeastern North Carolina. Great. Our team's been around, let's see, we started operations January 1st of 2015. So not quite eight years yet. As a team, I've been in real estate personally in one way or another for more than 20 years in Wilmington, came from a background in hospitality, hotel and resort management and uh, retired a couple of times and haven't been able to get it to stick. So uh, 20 years ago, I'd say 2009, got into general brokerage officially and uh, have been hard at it ever since. Started started my career with Bleeding Blue with Cobalt Banker and have spent the last, uh, since 2013, last nine years with uh, Keller Williams. Great. Very cool. And what made you uh, take the leap from Cobalt Banker over to K-Dub? I left for all the wrong reasons. I've really, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of mine and a peer at Coal Banker was uh, leaving Coal Banker to relaunch the Keller Williams brand in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I was in the middle of a separation and a relatively ugly divorce. My wife was also a broker. We were passing each other in the hall uh, almost every day. And uh-huh. uh, my friend said, hey, you want to come to this Keller William thing? And I said, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a lifeline. All right. Very good. Excellent. Well, people listening to the show know that we're, you know, we are EXP, but we're big fans of KW. We love, we didn't leave KW because there was anything wrong with the, I, Gary's brilliant, the whole thing. So hundred percent. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, Kirk, so tell me about the size of your team now. And, you know, you've been, you've been at it now for a while. Talk to me about, you know, how big do you have buyers, agents, listing agents? Are they all the same? What's the construct of the team? So I have a business partner, my my business partner, Becky Brown, and I founded the team in 2015. We started with just us. 
my wife, who was pretty much all things admin at the time, we we gradually added a transaction coordinator, has started looking at adding agents on either the buy side or the sell side. Fast forward to today, we've got 18 producing agents, plus my business partner and I are still in production. A couple of full-time transaction coordinators, a full-time seller services coordinator, an ISA department that uh, currently is a department of two, but hopefully growing this sort of an ever-evolving fluid department. Uh, Director of operations, director of marketing, full-time professional photographer and, and measurer. And what else? Just launched property management in the process of launching uh, our in-house mortgage bank, uh, have a little bit of a title insurance company, a little bit of a home insurance, home property insurance company. And in our spare time, we do a little bit of development. Okay. All that spare time. That's excellent. I want to get to that. But before that, you got so much goodness there that I have questions about. I love it. So let's just go back to the 18 agents. So is it 18 agents plus all those other people or all those other people part of the 18? That's 18 producing agents and about 10 relative, right. 10, 10 admin support. Yeah, good. Okay. So those 18, are they, do you hold true to, you know, sort of the MREA? You're either a buyer agent or a listing agent, or can they do everything? I don't. I'm a rebel. I let them, <laughs> I let let them, them do everything. Yeah. I just don't see the the point in telling a buyer's agent who has a, a relationship with a client that he can't personally represent that client. Good. And just so you know, Kirk, other than the actual book, everyone does it the way you do it. I have yet to meet anyone who's hard, maybe a brand new, just out of school. They do list it. You know, if you have a listing, you take it and split it with them, but very few team leaders do it. Otherwise they do it. Exactly. Yeah, no, our MLS allows for our team to have an identity. So whether it's me, my business partner, or one of our agents who is actually taking the listing, mm-hmm. when, it, when it gets marketed publicly, it is always a team listing. Isn't that great? Yeah. So the the individual agent becomes the co-listing agent, but the relationship and the communication between our team and that client is with that agent, but publicly it's all KBT. That's very cool. Very interesting. All right, good. So you got 18. All right. Now talk to me about your splits. What do you do to, how do you compensate the people on your team? They got the KW 16 K. No, no, sorry. 11, 11, five, right. They get half. Well, it depends on your market. Ours is eight. Their their cap is 8,000 plus the royalty, which is three. Again, we don't stick 100% to the MREA model. Mm-hmm. We have a sort of a graduated split. Everybody starts out pretty aggressively, whether they're first day licensed or a more seasoned agent. They all start at the same same split with us. As their volume increases, their split gets better. And the difference to me is that there are teams out there who really don't they sell the team concept, but they don't provide the value behind it. Uh-huh. That would be the next question. Do you mind sharing the exact splits for the new agent well, from I, where to where? Are we getting into Sherman Act and antitrust stuff? By I don't think so. Up? I mean, I haven't yet. No one's brought it up. I think the four people that listen to this podcast don't really care. So, <laughs> Yeah, so everybody on our team starts out at 55% uh-huh. and they can achieve 75% uh, with volume. 
Yeah, very and, and those are fluid. The the volume numbers are fluid. Obviously, our market is up forty percent over the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. those numbers changed recently because of inflation. Yeah, uh, or appreciation, however you want to say it. And is it on a cap basis, like a yearly? Does it go Annual. back, or is it just annual? So do you start them at fifty five every year, and then they move yep. up? Yep. Great. Yep. That's right. See, I really do appreciate that because that is some good. I don't know if that's you. It's not necessarily unique. Like you're the only one who does it. But it's specific enough that people listening can get, okay, that is a way to do it. And you have 18 people. That's not some small, you know, you're attracting people. So it's got to be a lot of stuff on the back end as well. Talk to, that's what you were getting to is what you really do provide for the team concept. So, you know, one of the things I say to agents when we're in the interview process and and we've gotten pickier about people that we take in Mm -hmm. uh, is that, that, you know, when an agent asked me what the split is and they made $12 in real estate last year. And I said, I'm going to put you in a car in the driver's seat and give you the opportunity to make a hundred thousand dollars next year. What do you care what the split is? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's more, I love it when agents leave because they don't like the split and they've done one deal and it's sort of like, what are you thinking? What are you, you're going to go do more deals with, you know, the hundred percent commission agent like that. (laughs) Good luck. So from a value perspective, and I'll just kind of run down because I think it is a, a true value. An agent on our team pays for nothing, right? They're not paying transaction coordination fees. They're not paying seller services, uh, admin fees. They're not paying for photography. They're not paying for professional marketing. That's print and digital. They're not paying for really anything other than their annual dues to the local board, their Mm -hmm. continuing education. And in addition to that, aside from the splits, we provide one-on-one coaching with our agents twice a month. Um, We allow them to accrue. So as a team, we, we do anywhere from six to 10 client events each year. And when I say client events, that's existing past clients. It's it, their potential clients, their hot prospects. Mm-hmm. So the agents on our team are allowed to participate and invite their people, their A-listers to participate in all the marketing events. Mm-hmm. And then- And how many a year do you do? Say it again. Anywhere from six to 10. COVID. It's like, obviously. yeah, obviously, but that's like picnics or movies or- Picnics, baseball games, movie nights, pie day, you name it, but, uh, breakfast with the Easter Bunny, all that sort of stuff. And then based on volume, each agent can accrue an additional $5,000 in personal marketing money that they can then use to invite only their clients to a private event and Many of the agents on the team choose to support local charities in their neighborhoods, right? Well, I've got an agent that supports uh, something called the Freedom Sailing Club. It's a a fellow that's got a couple of sailboats and he teaches active duty and retired military how to sail on the open water. Personally, I'm on a board of directors for a nonprofit called Canines for Service that trains service dogs and gives them to disabled veterans at no charge. That's where I take my personal marketing dollars and, and, and use it. And we include our clients in those things so that not only are we supporting the, the charities financially, but we're getting our clients and our sphere involved and also supporting those charities. But That's it could be a cocktail totally party, right? It doesn't have to be exactly anything. Exactly right. It doesn't have to be anything yeah. in particular, but yeah, it definitely... Events with a cause, you know, to 
leverage our position in their lives as sort of a central figure that can empower our clients to fulfill those kinds of things that are important to them is a really big deal. It's a really high leverage point that I don't see enough agents use. So I think it's really smart, Kirk. Yeah, good. Anything else that you can think of that they... They get a CRM, obviously. Use, I mean, yeah, use, I mean, you know, there's, there's a bunch out there. The Boomtown and Sync are probably the right. two biggest. I've heard a lot of buzz about Ylopo and and some others here lately. We're a Sync platform user. We've been a Sync customer for almost eight years, and yeah, and of course they get that platform. We also provide leverage in the form of other technology tools that help them in their lead gen activities, coal information service, Vulcan 7, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our photographers equipped with drones and, and, you know, high level video capability and a lot of different things, but whatever the tool is, we, we chase a lot of shiny things and try them out for a while. And sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but whatever is supposedly best on market, we, we usually give it a try for a while and see if it will help our agents yeah, very good. Uh, be more successful. That's great. We jumped from, we left sync. We were sync for a long time and left sync for another one that was more compatible with Ylopo. Right. To sync and Ylopo don't really work well together or they didn't when we left. I don't know if they doesn't play well with many. It doesn't. <laughs> and it was, I mean, look, sync is as robust of a, device yeah. as you can get. We just didn't need all that. And we like the Ylopo retargeting. So if you're sure. looking, if you needed a, I don't get paid by Ylopo. I'm just saying right. you brought Yeah, we've looked at it. Um, for, we're fortunate. Our marketing director is tech savvy enough that she handles all of our retargeting stuff right. for us. And- Whatever you got, if it's working, right? There's no, certainly you don't need to, you know, the whole aphorism, if it's not broke, you know, if it's working, break it, you know, right. not with a CRM, not. Yeah. There is no radical difference between CRMs and there's nothing like the pain of transferring everything to a CRM, to a new CRM. If you don't need to do it, do not do it. Yeah. So we're, we're fine where we are. Great. Well, so it sounds like that's all, I mean, that's an amazing, you know, 18 agents is an enormous sized team, you know, mostly that's almost as, you know, I've, I've had independent brokers that have less agents than you have on your team. You know, that's a healthy team size. Do you do any particular recruiting? How do how did you grow it to 18? What's the, you know, where do you find those people and what do you do for recruiting? We do a little bit of recruiting. We always reach out to co-broke agents that we've had a particularly pleasing experience with. And my transaction coordinator has got her finger on that pulse and we review, we we close anywhere from 20 to 30 transactions a month and you know, we always go back to that list and I go to my transaction coordinator first and say, who, who do we not want to work with? <laughs> and uh, she's not shy about sharing her. Uh, that's opinion. good. That's such a good question because there really are, you know, all agents are not created equal. You that's, know? that's right. And so we do some direct touches with Cobroke agents. We've done some social media stuff. We've done some wise hire and indeed we're, uh, now, fortunately for us, people are knocking our door on our door more often than we're knocking on theirs. So mm-hmm. it can be pretty choosy. We spent about a year qualifying through the Department of Defense with a program called SkillBridge, which is the a branch of the Department of Defense that helps military veterans transition from active duty into civilian life. And they actually send us uh, active duty military who are interested in transitioning into a career in 
in, in uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. And then the DOD pays them for the six to eight months as they're transitioning out to come and work for us. So come on. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, quite a, a, a military presence on the team. A lot of uh, retired military and soon to be retired military. That's very cool. All right. Well, when we're done, you're going to send me the information about that because we're right outside Fort Lewis and Cord. So wouldn't be a bad source. I'm right for- down the road from Camp Lejeune and Fort Bragg is only a, about an hour and a half from here. I don't think anyone listening here hasn't gotten inundated with Camp Lejeune. Right. <laughs> you just can't shake Camp Lejeune. I didn't know where it was, and now I know where it is. It's yeah, about an hour north. There you go. Man, there's a campaign. That better right. call Saul legal. What is it? Uh, class action settlement mass. Yeah. Jeez, those people. Talk about relentless. Think, think we're vultures and relentless with fizzbos or expires. Those people. Wow. That's right. Um, good. Well, you know, and then Kirk, over the that growth span of nine years, you know, what practices did you quit doing? What what did you give up? You know, what doesn't work? What did you find like, okay, there is no cheese down that tunnel? Oh gosh, I don't know. We failed at more things than I think we've been successful at. And the team, you know, it's expanded and contracted and it and it's sort of uh, you know, seasonality, right? Even today with our 18 agents, we've got some that are just knocking out of the park. And like in a general brokerage, you've got others who probably should maybe be doing something else, but mm-hmm. wanted to give real estate a try. So we've got some folks that are just crushing it and some others that, you know, we keep dragging them over to the pond, can't get them to drink. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's the challenge for us is how do we, uh, our, our, one of our missions is in my mission i'm 58 years old and and so my personal sense of accomplishment is taken got a young man on my team the first year in the business did nine and a half million and this year probably double that and we're in a market where our average transactions under three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. that's impressive love that guy and yeah, and so that makes me feel good at night when I'm getting ready to go to bed that I've, I've taken this young man and changed his life. And one of the things we're, you know, and we're not a big team by any means. When you go across the nation, you look at the right. Bob Cusitos and the Ben Kennys and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are, that's, it's a mega team. Ben Kenny's a whole different animal. That's a, that's. But even at 300 units a year, when we reflect on the lives that we touch through our business, the home inspectors and the termite guys and the attorneys and the paralegals and the any mm-hmm. men. We, again, personal accomplishment, developing people, and then how many lives are we supporting in our community every, every week, every month, every year? So that's uh, what's the cool part of what we're doing right now. Yeah, Kirk, really well said. And I think that's the thread that all successful team leaders have uh, is the development of our people. You know, we, we are here to develop those people. And I, the thing you added, which is just brilliant is, you know, the one step back, not just the actual agents and certainly not simply just the clients, although for sure that's in the center and then there's the agents, but then there's the peripheral, the vendors that we get to participate with. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's, it's fabulous. Great. All right, cool. All right. Well, is there anything I didn't ask you that I should ask you? Don't get a new puppy at 58 years old. Oh, okay. Well, I'm 59 and I, my dog is 10. So I know there's a new puppy in my future. And that's probably hopefully not closer to five years, but that would be 65 for me. And I, 
I'm, oh, oh, don't say you don't get a new puppy when you have a new puppy like that. <laughs> you got to get that puppy. Look at that fubbish. Hi, buddy. Uh, there's a good dog. What kind of dog? He is half Newfoundland and half standard poodle. Oh, man. Wow. So what, what is that? That's a, a foodle. Well, he's a newfie doodle. Newfie doodle. Love that. I have a I have a golden doodle, so I'm I'm down. I love the doodles. Nothing wrong with the doodle. All right, very cool. All right. Well, Kirk, the last question I always end with is what are you reading or what should I be reading that Let's see. Thinking in bets. Thinking in bets. Is that what's her name? That's uh, Annie, uh Annie Duke. Annie Duke. I love Annie Duke. I love that. Thinking in bets, because that is that's brilliant. That's a big uh, propensity of mine is uh, uh, behavioral economics and uh, interest of mine is behavioral economics and probabilities. It falls right into that. And I've listened to a lot of Andy Duke and I love the um, Freakonomics radio podcast because it's all tangentially related to that thinking. Great. Thinking in bets. Love it. Now I added that to my list. That's great. All right, Kirk. Well, I do, again, just appreciate the time. appreciate the candor. You know, if we get popped by the Sherman Act, we'll apologize. But I think we're I think we're good, other, good otherwise. And uh, really, just thanks for your time and people that you know are looking for a referral partner out in Wilmington, North Carolina. The KBT Realty Group are your people. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast. Brought to you by Christine and & Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.